Hello and welcome to the Me and My Golf podcast. We're your hosts and PGA golf coaches, Piers Ward and Andy Proudman. Each week we're going to share with you our 20 plus years of coaching experience to bring you top tips, the latest information and trends, along with some of the world's best in the golf industry to help you play the best golf of your life. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it and help you take charge of your game. Hi everybody, welcome to this week's episode and boy do we have a special guest for you today. Now recently we travelled up to Liverpool to film one of our golfing with shows, but this wasn't with a golfer, it was with a a world champion boxer, which was a little different for us. But we thought there's an opportunity here to, first of all, get a world-class athlete on the show to discuss certain things. And we sat down for a podcast to really understand what it takes to be successful. Now, Tony's actually a fairly new golfer, which was great because he can he's quite fresh into it, so he can maybe relate to some of you guys and some of the stuff that he talks about. But he's had an amazing professional career. He's fought 34 fights with uh, 30 wins, and uh, he's most famous for the, the two wins over David Hay as a heavyweight. So this is a great interview. Some of the real habits, routines, things that Tony did to make him successful, and there's definitely a crossover in that into other sports, which you can pick out from this. And uh, it's a really good discussion. We know you're going to enjoy this one. So let's welcome to the show Tony Bellew. Tony, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. We're sitting here on the terrace at West Langs Golf Club. We've just been on the golf course and just had a few holes. Thank you so much for that. It's been really good. And you actually played some great golf shots out there as well, didn't you? Thank you very much. I, uh, it was as much of a shock to me as it was to you, believe you me. So that doesn't happen very often. Uh, first two holes were great. And then the third hole, that was that was all me. That was definitely all me. <laughs> That's golf for you, isn't it? It's, it, yeah. it changes quite a lot. But he won the challenge on he the did 17th. Win Shh, sh- don't give it away, Piers. Don't give it away. <laughs> Or so, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's different for us to have a, a boxer on the podcast, but I think there's a lot of um, crossovers in terms of what it takes to be successful in anything that you do, whether mm. it's golf, whether it's boxing or, or, or anything. Um, for the guys listening to this, just sort of just give us a bit of a history of, of just, for the guys who don't know who you are, let's say. Okay. I'm sure there's a, maybe a couple out there. Um, a little bit of a history of, of what you've done in your career, how you got into your sports, and then we'll sort of look into your sort of what you're doing with your golf and stuff now. Yeah, well, first off, you shouldn't know who I am. This is a <laughs> golf channel, and I'm just a, a fellow who used to get punched in the face for a living once upon a time. Uh, I got into my boxing because I, I, I started, my dad took me to kickboxing to defend myself. I was quite a chubby uh, teenager, well, chubby child, shall we say. I was a big boy. Uh, at 15 years of age, I was 15 stone. So uh, I was a big lad, but I went to a kickboxing gym first. I kickboxed, got to a really good level at that. And then what happened is I was doing uh, boxing pads with my father in the, in, the, in the yard every now and again when he was home. And then I went into the last two kickbo- kickboxing contests and, and I happened to knock these children out at 12 years of age with a punch to the face. Happened in the first one, which I was absolutely shocked and amazed by. I hit this kid with a jab, he hit the floor. Speed of light, couldn't believe it. Uh, I got disqualified, went into the competition about a month later. And this time hit another boy with a right hand. This guy didn't get up off the floor. He went down like a like a, like a deck chair. And uh, the coach came over to me, and this coach was an international coach at the time. And he said to me, "I know you're very good with your feet, and, and I know you love kickboxing." He said, "But you know, I think you've got a natural talent with your hands. I, I suggest you go to a boxing gym." And I'd always studied boxing as a kid. I always watched them from afar and admired them. But I thought in kickboxing it's a lot more, you know, I was in semi-contact kickboxing. I was a brown and white belt, one belt away from black. And I was like, I don't know if I can adapt to that. That's real, that's brutal. That's not, you know, tapping here, tap you there, score a point. It's like, boom, 
your nose is broke. It's like, boom, your front suit's gone. And I didn't know whether I was up for that. So I went to the boxing gym, uh, and as soon as I walked in, the first thing off a, off a boxing coach was, how long have you been fighting for? And I was like, I've never had a fight in my life. Not a boxing match anyway, I've wow. kickboxed. And he just said, the way you hit a bag is not normal. You know, you punch a bag with a different way than, than a novice would hit a bag. You hit a bag like a like a proper fighter, like a, like a seasoned professional. I was like, okay, so how long till a fight? He went, well, I'll tell you when you're going to have your first bout. And it was like, he said, maybe 18 months. And I said, oh, I'm getting off. I'm, I can't be bothered. It's 18 months away. Go and play footy with my mates. And I was obsessed with football. So I started playing football, obviously, with my mates. I played Sunday League, Saturday League. Uh, and then I went back to boxing gym just before I was set to finish school. I walked into a different boxing gym this time. And when I walked into this boxing gym, I was just before my 15th birthday. And I walked in and I said to him, listen, I want to fight. I just want to have a fight. And he was like, well, we'll tell you when you're going to fight. Just And I was like, no, I'll fight tomorrow if I can do it. I like fighting and I need to do it because, you know, I've been last out of school. <laughs> I need to start the fighting. And he was like, OK, well, let's see what you've got. I've done a few training sessions, literally. Three weeks later, I got made for my first amateur bout. And I went in uh, and knocked the guy out in the third round. And that was it, mate. I, the bug had got me. I, I just loved fighting. I didn't really like training much. I hated losing weight. But it, there's so many different factors that play into it. And when I look back, overall, why did I start boxing? What was I doing it for? <clears throat> me, me dad left home when I was 10 years old. Uh, and every kid out there, what does he want to do? Well, every little boy out there, he just wants to impress his dad, doesn't he? So, you know, when your father leaves home, the only way you're going to keep attracting his attention and getting his respect was... My dad was a, was a fighting man. I'm not talking about a fighting man in boxing. He ran most of Liverpool's nightlife in the city centre. So he was a proper fighter, you know, an hard case. And my dad was never going to be impressed by me coming home going, Dad, look, I've got great English results, great match results. My dad was going to be impressed by me son can fight and yeah. really fight. So that's what's driven me. I want to make me dad proud. I want to show me how I fell a look. I can do what you can't do. My dad had two amateur bouts. First one, he won. Second one, uh, he went in against the guy who jabbed his head off for uh, one or two rounds. He picked up a stool and attacked the man in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> so it showed me he didn't have the mentality to stick with it. Uh, <clears throat> and then I wanted to show him, look, I can do this. And I suppose by me wanting to make me dad proud, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's been an obsession that's led and got out of control because I ended up being by, fighting for my country going all around the world, which made him extremely proud of his son, you know. And then it led me to the professional ranks where I then wanted to secure my family, I'm having kids, maybe missus, and it just went on and on. So you had a, you had a, you we were talking about this on the golf course about what your ultimate goal in boxing was. Mm. What what was that just to, for the for the me, me, ultimate goal at the start was <clears throat> uh, when I first turned professional. Yes. My yeah. goal after I won an ABA title under Jimmy Albertine at the Thunder ABC. I thought, okay, I'm, I'm quite good at this. Uh, it wasn't until my first son was born, I thought, well, I've got to make a career out of it. I haven't wasted 10 years of my life for nothing, because that's what I put in at this stage. And then I'm like, I've turned professional, I'm 25 years old, I've got a son, what can I do? And it's like, well, first of all, I've just bought a house, I've got a mortgage, I can, I've, I've left my uh, job as a trainee accountant and as an amateur boxer representing my country with an elite scholarship programme. And I'm a professional now, I'm on my own. You know, what's your plan? And the plan was to literally buy me terraced house in Old Swan, buy it outright, and then try my best to build up a portfolio of 10, 10 terraced houses that I can rent out. And 
that was me goal in boxing. Yeah. At that stage, early doors, I wasn't thinking about world titles. I was thinking about a British title, and I was thinking about how much was it going to take to secure them dreams that I had because I wanted to give the ten houses onto the kids. Uh, upon winning the British title, I thought I'm good enough to win a world title. I thought I can genuinely do it, and I can make a few quid while I'm doing it. Uh, I was still doing little bits of work, working on the door, you know, and stuff like that. I just, everything was, every job that I had was to subsidise the dream, dream of being a world champion boxer. Mm. And as I say, it just, it was a thing that got out of control. That's the best way of saying it. I just kept plugging away and plugging away. I Obsession always, almost. Yeah, I was obsessed with becoming a world champion. Uh, even when I got to, you know, you've got to remember I became world champion. By the time I'd become a world champion, I'd been in a Rocky movie. I'd been British Commonwealth European champion and then the world title was the icing on the cake at mm. Goodison Park and then as I've said to people before I wish I could have retired after Goodison Park mm. uh, but that wasn't financially possible and then you know I locked horns with a certain Mr David Hay and, and went out my way to make as much money fi you know financially as possible so that's how it worked out and it, <clears throat> it's worked out great uh, I exceeded me, me plan of 10 terraced houses mm -hmm. uh, and it's just, I, I continue to just keep working as hard as I possibly can. I've always been someone who believes in hard work and dedication. I'm not somebody who thought I was never a naturally talented athlete, never a naturally gifted athlete. You know, I'm not the quickest, I'm not the strongest. Uh, but what I do have is an insane amount of desire and, and I'm very, very driven. And I just believed in myself it's, and it's, kept it's, going. It's infectious, that is. You know, you yeah. can see that you're spending time with you. You know, you can you can totally understand, totally get what makes you tick, and you can see mm -hmm. that it's, it's, it's a great value to have. It, it is, and this is why ultimately it's great to interview people like you, Tony, as well, who've achieved at like high levels because. Mm -hmm. The golfers who are listening to this, whether they're, a, you, know, a, you know, I suppose somebody who wants to be on tour or somebody who just wants to be better, yeah. there's certain things from listening to you talk today, there's certain things that they can learn. Your, your work ethic, mm. your motivation, you you've give yourself pretty good reasons to, to work hard, you know, that, to, to impress your father, that was yeah. an important motivation for you. And then to secure your family, you've mm. given yourself that reason, setting goals and sort of of course, that. I believe everyone should have goals in life and, and no matter what it is, you know, just try and be the best you can be. You might be working in an office, you might be a bin man, be the best bin man that there is on the town. Be the best, you know, I work as a lifeguard in, in, in sports centres in Everton Park, Peter Lloyd Sports Centre. Be the best lifeguard there is there, you know. A lifeguard basically is a glorified cleaner. That's the job of a lifeguard. Because let me tell you, I never once had to jump in a pool and save someone <laughs> in all my years of being a lifeguard. It's not like so Baywatch, no? No, it's not, it's not like Baywatch. And there was definitely no Pamela Anderson's there. I thought it was just like the movie piece, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn so it. it's, uh, what you do is, I used to be fantastic at cleaning the changing rooms. I was, I was perfect with a hose and a scrubbing brush. Yeah. Uh, I've always tried to just do things to the very best of my ability. You know, I like to put nice clothes on. I like certain things, but none of that comes without the dedication and sacrifice you're willing to put in. You know, there's golfers out there. You're not going to improve if you don't put the work in. It's, it's yeah, just yeah. quite simple. This is a, you know, this very, very short time I've been swinging a club at a golf ball. I don't want to say playing golf because I don't class myself as a player just yet, but the short it's time, right. the, short, right. the short time I've been swinging a golf club at the ball, it's, uh, I've soon learned that you've got to put the time in and you've got to be, I don't want to say, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to put, put down someone's achievements or what they're looking at, but you've got to be realistic with your goals and then you've also got to push and, and not give an inch when you're going for them. Uh, extremely hard. This this game seems so much more mental mm. than it is physical. 
boxing is very similar. I know for the people who are watching out there today, I think, well, boxing's all physical. Believe you me, it's only 20% physical. It's 80% mental. The battle is in your mind. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm slowly but surely finding out the game on here is definitely in my mind <laughs> and not in the physicalities of my body. One of the things that, speaking to you today, you know, you have a, a, an extremely high level of confidence and we talked about it on the golf course and something that golfers face with, you know, they're faced with difficult situations, pressure, pressure situations, not feeling confident on the tee. How do you, how do you get your confidence? What do you think allows you to be as confident as you are? My confidence when it came to boxing, I mean, I'm not very confident on a golf course, uh, but my confidence when it came to boxing was I'd trained so hard, I'd worked so hard, and I and I'd still, to this day, genuinely believe in my mind, no one worked harder than me in that gym. No one. Uh, no one pushed to the limits I would push to, whether it was on a running track, whether it was on a treadmill, whether it was on a punching bag. I would hit scores on the on the punch stats that, that featherweights and flyweights couldn't hit. I would hit. I would run on the on the treadmill, and I would run with guys who were stone lighter than me. But I would keep going longer than them, uh, and it was just purely through perseverance, maybe pig-headedness and, and and anger and, and determination, whatever it is. But I carried on going as far as I could, and and that's the kind of things I, I would I would thrive on. Mm -hmm. You know, it, I used to love them telling me I can't. Anybody who told me I can't <laughs> do it now, that would that would really drive me up and get me up. Uh, and I've probably been told that most of my life, you know. When I was a kid, as an amateur boxer, uh, getting two buses down to Rotunda ABC from Waverty all the way down to the, to the Kirkdale where, where Rotunda is, I would arrive at the gym and I was like, I'm going to be a world champion one day. And they would go, you've had 20 amateur fights, how are you saying you're going to be a world champion? I was like, you'll see, I'm going to be a world champion. I'm going to fight at Goodison Park. And they were like, no one's ever had a fight at Goodison Park. And I was like, well, I'm going to. And they, they would say, he's cocky, he's, he's round the bend, he's an mm -hmm. idiot. But, and they'd laugh at me, but who's laughing now? Yeah. <laughs> 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 he's going to say something really nasty. Yeah, no. <laughs> who's so, so it's right though, isn't it? We were talking about this on the golf course, about there's, there's arrogance and there's confidence. And yes. you were saying that you aren't an arrogant person. You I are a confident person. I arrogant going with my body. But when it came to boxing, I was so confident. Because yeah. like I said, I believed in myself. You guys were telling me before about Tiger Woods. The first time he was yeah. interviewed by another fellow golfer. And the golfer said to him, you know, you learn. No, 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 you learn. <laughs> yeah. Because the boys just turned up and he's told them, you know, what are you here to do? I'm here to win. Mm. That's how it should be. Mm. It sends me insane when I see people turn up and it's, how are you going to do? Well, I'm going to see how it goes. And, you know, it might go well if the looks goes for me. No, it's not about luck. It's not about anything. You turn up with the attitude that you're going to win. That is so important in all of sport. And, it's sad because even in the schools today, they're trying to drive that out of the kids. It's I hard, seen in one sports day in a school, there was no medals given up a first, second and third. And I was like, that's not a sports day. Everyone's a winner. No, everyone's not a winner. And if you drive that into kids through life, they're going to go through life and they're going to be, they're just going to be nothing. Because mm. they're not going to be one of, you've got to, everyone's got to want to be, strive to be the best they can be. I'm not saying you have to be in competition with everyone. Be in competition with yourself. When I used to go to the gym, Every day, my only competitor was me. I didn't care what anyone else did. I wanted to. I wanted to better myself. So if I hit 680 on a 10-round punch total last week, I want to hit 900 this week. That's not to say 
you know, Johnny Blokes has hit 900. No, it's not about, I want to beat what I got. Yeah. When I go on a running track, I run it in this time, I want to beat that time, and that's all against me. So if you're always trying to better yourself and be better than you can be, then you know, you're know you not in the race against anyone, but yeah. that's what you should do. That's what you should strive for, to better yourself. And mm. you know, that's all I'm trying to do with this golf game. I'm yeah. just trying to better myself each time. So coming here and learning from guys like you, listening to what you're saying, the advice you're giving me, I'm, I'm very grateful for it, but at the same time, I just want to get better. Of course you do. Yeah. There's a hunger, there's a thirst there to do it. And, yes. it's, and it's, it's interesting when we look at, you know, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's Tiger Woods, whether it's Tony Bellew, whoever it is, you know, to be that good at something, you've got to be selfish. Yes. In, 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 in some way. And is that something that you felt that you were? And, and, and how does that work with family and things like that? I mean, is this... I'm happy you've asked. So I get asked some questions a lot, but that's a good question because I kind of, I feel bad on me, for me. I feel bad what I've done to me, family and stuff like that. I've put three beautiful boys on the earth and I've put my wife on the earth in the place, the position that they're in now. But you've got to understand that for the last 20 years, fightings came first mm. and it it took over everything and it would you know birthdays holidays uh, family occasions no nope, I'm fighting I've got to train no nope, can't do that uh, come on dad can we go here no nope, I can't go I've got to train it's so now that I'm past that it breaks me heart a little bit when I think about the things I've missed and how hard it's been for the kids growing up but I've done it all for them yeah. so the, the things that they have now it's because I was saying no, it's because I said I've got to go to work, I've got to train, I've got this fight coming up uh, and that's why I won't fight again. Mm. I promised them that's the end of it now so, you know, I'm getting to enjoy my youngest little boys, he's six now so, you know, all my kids, 14, uh, 11 and 6. One on the way, congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations or congratulations, <laughs> I don't know yet, we'll see you make me mind up. But I've got Triplets three boys. So there is only one in there. Thank, thank, thank whoever's watching me. I don't. I don't believe in all that stuff. But if you're watching, I do now. yeah, someone's watching me. Uh, it's just it's been very very hard. I've missed major parts of my kids' childhood, mm. and that's because I was insanely driven. Like I said, and I was extremely selfish. So not a day goes by I don't feel really bad and sorry. You know, when I made the Rocky movie, I went over to Philadelphia. I lived in Philadelphia for three months. Didn't see my kids one day, and then three months they didn't come over in there. I just stayed there for three months and for every boxing camp I was away four days a week and, and you know as you know I've had countless fights yeah. uh, and them camps every fight from me 12 fights onwards besides four were title fights so that's 12 week camps mm. for 20 for 20 plus fights wow. 22 fights every fight's a title fight that's 22 12 week camps wow. and that's a long time to be away from your kids and yeah. I, think, I think the interesting part about this Pierce as well is that to be world class and a world champion, you have to be that way. Mm. But what, what's noticeable about you, Tony, today is that you're not a selfish person. Mm. So there's a big difference between being a selfish person yes. and actually being driven to your selfish goals. And yeah. I suppose what you've done in, in your selfish pursuits of what you want to achieve is you will have instilled amazing work ethic into your, your kids. Your kids 100%. are going to look at you and go, I understand what it takes to be the best because this is mm. what my dad's done. He's gone out there. He's had to sacrifice time with us, but he's done it for us. Mm. So the the lessons that you've got to have sort of passed down to them, 
from showing them, not telling them, from yeah. showing them how to do it. Hopefully, yeah. and I've never looked at it from that perspective, so thanks for giving me that. that I know, feel a bit better. it was going straight through my head as well, yeah. because it is, I mean, ultimately it's a partnership with the, with Rachel as well, isn't yes. it? So you, they know this, but the, the lessons that, that, that your boys have learned now, yeah. seeing what you've done oh, through that, Oh, they understand the huge. work I've had to do, they understand the work I've put in from the diet into the training. The amount of times I've just gone out for meals, I don't have had to sit there and watch the meat. Just to be around them, because if I don't go, then I've got to go tomorrow and I'm away yeah, for another yeah. six weeks or whatever. So, uh, stand them in good stead, I'm sure of it. Yeah, fingers crossed it does. You know, my boys are, are all, I like to see the spoiled little brats, but the beautiful kids, we've done a good job and, and they're very well mannered, very nice. Uh, I just want them to, I don't know, as long as none of them are fighters, I don't want that for them. <laughs> I just, you know what, I, I just want them to be happy. Yeah. Would you not want that, seriously? No, no. I get asked all the time, absolutely not. No. Boxing's not. There's easier ways to make money. Um, well, the eldest said he could knock you out, didn't he? Yeah, he thinks he can take me. 14, <laughs> 14 six foot two. It's the same size shoe as me now. Uh, you can't take me, son. And you're never going to be able to take me. So I know you're going to watch this at some stage because all it is is it puts me name in on YouTube, something new comes up every yeah, day. Yeah. Uh, don't ever think you can take your dad. If you do, son, it's going to be a very painful lesson. So it's, uh, we'll clip that bit out. It's going on Instagram. We'll send that to you. <laughs> we'll send you that personally. It's just you know what? It's just me. Me kids. Have, it's been it's been a blessing. Really, as me having children because I say I was a young lad who left school with no qualifications. Mm. I was a lad who had nothing when he left school. I literally didn't know what move I was going to make. And I'm from the area, and I'm from uh, I'm from an area where where the, no doctors came out of where I live. No no lawyers came out of where I live. Mates. The, the next best thing to look to was just that I was drug dealers and that's yeah. where you come from and it's very very sad and very hard but so for me I literally fighting my way out was was I'm happy and I go back and see them kids now and it's like look you don't have to go down that yeah. path to get out Amazing. and do better for yourself you can go down the right path and, and make something of yourself and yeah. uh, that's one thing I'm, I don't ever say I'm very proud of myself for that absolutely anything I'm, I'm made up I won a world title I achieved my dreams I'm not proud of myself for it I achieved my dream I'm happy but uh, one thing I am proud of is, is the way I got out of being able and the fact that I go back and I can show it say to these kids, I go in the schools, and let's be honest, when you go in these schools and see the kids, 90% of them are not going to leave without the best qualifications and are going to leave without and not think about school again. 90% I would say, but for the 90% of them I'll go in there and say, well, there is life if you don't come up with qualifications, there is a life for you, there is something you can do. And don't think you'd have to leave school with all these qualifications to be to make a few quid or to have a comfortable lifestyle or to have a beautiful life. I had a great life before the money came. Yeah, I had a lovely missus and I've got lovely kids and, and everyone should be instilled a work ethic in them, whether it's in golf, whether it's in general day-to-day -day life, just to work, have a work ethic of you want to work hard. Mm. No one gives you nothing for nothing. Those limiting beliefs are very difficult, aren't they? You know, there's a lot of people who have these beliefs that mm. I can't achieve this, I can't yes. do this, and Tony Bellew, he was just lucky and that, and yeah. we know that's I hear that was so much, Tony yeah. Bellew was the luckiest man ever, he got yeah. this, he got punched in the face for 20 years, doesn't Mate, sound lucky to me. Not, <laughs> nothing, no one gets anywhere with luck alone does not help anyone, mm. you've got to have a work, I think you've got to have worked hard, and yes, okay, sometimes you do get a little bit lucky, but it's not, I can't be lucky to get myself to the situation and something happens, I've had to work all extremely hard to get there and then upon getting there okay I might have received a bit of luck someone might have someone might have pulled out of a fight I've stepped in for the world title fight so yes that kind of luck but I've had to work so hard to just get there yeah. you know you guys aren't where you are through to just watching golfers on the TV you've had to go out there and work on your game hour after hour month after month year after year 
you know, you didn't just pick up a golf club and went, swung this and went, whoa, look at that, yes. it's a hole in one. No, 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 I'm no. the greatest golfer ever. <laughs> it took Sounds years nice, and years, you know, because no one's watching Happy Gilmore yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It takes years and years to do what you've done. So that's why I admire top level sportsmen, mm. top level professionals in, in in all aspects I admire them because no one is luck doesn't luck doesn't get someone to anywhere it takes like say years of hard work perseverance dedication whatever you want in any aspect whether it's sports whether it's business financial anything it takes an automatic an awful amount of, of perseverance I was thinking on the golf course actually I don't know why it made me think about this and I was just thinking about what you talked about there how Let's say you're in the you meet another top level sportsman or yeah. top level some other guy. It's almost like you you just understand what it takes, what they've gone through to be where they are. Have a bond. Yeah, you do without even because it's like well I get him yeah. or her because I know exactly what it takes and what he's worked at to get where he is. It's funny you saying that because when I went to Formula One. The weekend just gone. I met Mo Farah. I've never met him before. And I bumped into him, and he said, "Oh, Tony, I made to meet you too." And I said, "I just want to say you're amazing for what you've done." I said, "I know how hard you've worked, and it's unbelievable." You've done. He said, "Oh, thank you." He said, "You're amazing too." And I was like, "Well, I'm not, but you are something else." <laughs> uh, and you know, Maurizio Pochettino, I met him as well. I couldn't believe he even knew who I was. And you know, I've met some of you. I met uh, Tommy Fleetwood, and you mm -hmm. know, to meet these kind of people is just. It's unbelievable because I understand how the yeah. hours and the years yeah. that's gone into it, and I understand these people will have been laughed at yeah. when these people have told other people their dreams. They've been laughed at and they've been uh, just, just I say laughed at and just just told you can't do it when you can. Just a bit more belief. Everyone out there needs to believe in themselves more. I had a, a guy, lovely fellow, walk up to me. I was on the Formula One uh, in the Woodlands, and a guy comes up to me and says, "I just wanted to stop you." He said, you saved me life. I said, mate, I haven't saved your life. You saved your own life. He said, no, you did. He said, I was depressed and I tried to kill myself. And I said, oh, he said, I'm better now. He said, and it, you said to me, he stopped me. And I didn't remember seeing the guy. He stopped me at the O2 after I'd just defeated David Hay. And he said to, I said, he said to me, I just, I've had enough. I said, well, you'll never realise how strong you really are until you're forced to. And he said, from that day onwards, he's turned his life around. Amazing. And I couldn't believe it. The guy was in tears. Oh, I felt so sorry for him. I gave him a hug and he got off. Uh, and people don't realise how strong they are and what they're capable of until they're actually forced to. You know, yeah. you need to put yourself in a position where you can see what you've got. Because believe you me, everybody out there's got it. I'm no different from you three, from you other, you two guys. I'm no different from anyone else. I'm no different than the bin man. Uh, all this is, is I've got it incentive to push myself and see how far I can go. Yeah. Fighting was just my way mm. of doing that. You can be the best at anything you want to be. You've just got to believe in yourself and and have a and tunnel vision on what you want in life and you can achieve it I genuinely do believe that 100%, 100%. unless it's flying we can't fly no matter how not much yet. tunnel vision is <laughs> I mean again another thing about self-belief there I think it's massive I think most people aren't aware of how capable they are but I yes. think their beliefs just hold them back they just don't believe they can achieve what is possible that's it how do you how can you how can you get that belief I, I think it's a it's a tricky thing to get mm. how can you sort of for somebody who's, wa who's watching or listening to this, they will have beliefs and limits to their own capabilities. Mm. They, they might think they, oh, I can't get to single figure handicap or mm. I couldn't get down to scratch. But the fact that they're, be they're believing that That's means that they're not going to put the work in there. Yes, that, your beliefs are what half of the problem that holds you back. If you believe you can, 
you're halfway there. Mm -hmm. If you genuinely want to want to believe you can do it, and then you genuinely want to put in the work, you will get there. You know, people's own mind holds them back from an awful lot of things. You know, everyone is just saying up there something like, everyone's is crazy, everyone's a lunatic until it actually works. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, and that's the basic way it is. You know, I've got a bet with Steady Eddie here uh, that I'm going to get to single figures on the golf handicap. Uh, You're going down, Eddie. You're going <laughs> down. <Yes. laughs> it's done. It's I, know a, I know there's a lot of work, but I genuinely believe I can do it if I put the work in. I've just got to get the time. Trying to talk me Mrs. Round that I'm serious about this golf game. <laughs> if I told her it was for X amount of money, she'd be throwing me on the golf yeah. course every day <laughs> because it's just such a small amount. <laughs> she doesn't think it's worth it. Uh, Maybe put a couple more notes Yeah, on. I'll, I'll sell Eddie a few more zeros and then you've got a deal. So it's just, I don't know. It, people are... The, underestimate <coughs> excuse me and, and undervalue themselves so much they really really do and you should you know be proud of yourself for whatever position you're in for whatever job you do you get up you go to work you do whatever look at yourself and be proud instead of putting yourself down all the time mm. i struggle with it you know most days i get up and i, I don't want to do nothing i'm fed up and I've, I've had enough and then i think myself, no you've got a better umph and get up and go and you know no one likes having a boss, no one likes going to work, no one likes to do the things they don't want to do. Show me a man who like who enjoys his job, I'll show you the liar. Mm. No one really enjoys the job unless you're playing football. And even they don't like the job, believe you me. Kaz is alright, we're interviewing you on, this, on, the, on the golf <laughs> course, it's alright. It's so you've just, you've just got to have some perseverance and, and believe in yourself. You know, if we all believe in ourselves a little bit more, the world would be a better place. Yeah. Really, really well. But that's the first thing they do. It's always, I can't, I can't, I can't. Well, take the tee off, you, I can. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is, take one letter yeah. off and you can make you capable of anything. So, as I say, I can't imagine the years and, and the effort it took for you guys to get us to play from scratch in golf. You know, that's just an unbelievable, it didn't come overnight. No, no. Years time. and years of working on your game. I've been doing this now for such a short period of time, but the little things that you can pick up and as long as you're consistent with, you know, practicing and replicating and, and repetition, repetition, yeah. repetition, you can get there no matter what. Yeah. Quality practice, isn't it? That's the key thing. Yes. I think, I think what it would be good to do, and we've, we've hit on some of this already, but we, we've got a section that we wrote down in our notes for this podcast okay. about golfing parallels. So, so obviously things that can, you know, as I say, we've spoke about some of the things already, but things that can work for boxing and things that can work okay. for golf. Because I think it's a, it's a, it's ultimately it's a sport. Yes. You know, you were a world champion. You know, there's, there's, there's going to be things out there that we can, we can cross over. But, but yeah. what do you think that you've done in boxing that can really help you with your golf. So, or okay. let's say even someone. Let's say someone who's really good at their job, whatever that job yes. is. Let's say they're an amazing accountant. Mm. How can they take their skills that they have and then put them into into the, into the game of golf? Uh, high pressure moments. Okay. Everybody has them, regardless of your mm -hmm. job. I'm sure you've got, you know, schedules, work demands, certain timelines to meet. Uh, dealing with pressure. How I used to deal with my pressure is. is in your mind, you've got to. I used to think, no matter how stressed out it, no matter how much worked up again, what's gonna be is gonna be. <laughs> when it, it's twelve o'clock now, and now it's gonna be one o'clock. I've got no matter how much I get stressed out about that. No matter what I do, one o'clock's coming. No matter what I do, so just do what you can in the time that you have, and, and, and maximize your time. Do as much as you can. We all only get 24 hours in a day. Mm. It's how you want to use them 24 hours. No one gets 25 hours. No one gets one hour extra in the day. We've all got 24 hours. Do the best you can with yours. 
what will be will be and you have to have the utmost confidence in yourself to make it work it's, it's interesting that we have a conversation we've, we've coached for a long time now and we've spoke to a lot of aspiring golfers mm. and we've always said you know can you look forward when you're 25 let's say you're 20 now but when yeah. you're 25 can you look back and say you left nothing out you know you, you gave it your all mm. I think that's what you're saying here isn't it 100% you give it your all then you can have it. at least you can be honest by yourself yeah. then and say well I, did I give it my all I keep getting look, asked Tony, you have another fight everywhere to go. Tony, have another fight, man. You, you know, you've got it in the tank. You can do it. And it's like, you've just hit the nail on the head what you said. I look back when I was 25, turning professional, 36 now. And what do I need to go back for? Mm. I, I maximised every every bit of my yeah. ability. I pushed it to the limit. I'd done everything I possibly could. What's to go back for? Really hard to replicate that again. I couldn't. It? I couldn't possibly do. Mm. Not many I, people who can say that, by the way. Yeah, I've lived me. Do you know what? I, I, I'm, I haven't met many people in life. Full stop. Who can? I can hand on heart say I've lived my dreams. I've mm. seen them with my eyes. They happened in front yeah. of my face. I can honestly hand on heart say that. What happened to Goodison Park that night was my dreams. I wanted to play for Everton Football Club as a kid growing up. But the fact of the matter is, I was too fat and too slow. And you've just apart got from to, that, yeah. Apart <laughs> from that, you've just got to be realistic sometimes in life and be honest with yourself. That's another big thing. So, the closest I, in in reality, the closest I was going to get to Goodison Park was stick a ring in the middle of the park and have a fight, mm. you know. And I was hell bent and driven on doing that. And literally, when I'd done that, my dreams came true. Don't get me wrong. I felt more pressure walking to the ring that night than I've ever felt in my life. Because you've got to understand, I've been going to Goodison Park every other Saturday since I was 10 years old. If I'd have lost that night's Goodison Park, I'd have never have gone back ever again. good job you won, wasn't it? Mate, <laughs> I would have never have gone back. So I can't even describe the pressure that was on me. Yeah. But you guys, me, me children had never been in any fights, never before, never after. I allowed my eldest boy to be at that fight. Uh, I seen him two and a half hours before the fight was set to, to take place, which I told me, missus, he shouldn't have been there. He was, he shouldn't, I shouldn't have got to see him. I heard this little voice and turned around and I broke down in tears when I went into the dressing room with two and a half hours to go for the biggest fight in my life. The pressure, guys, I can't even put to you how I got through that. And that's a good parallel as well, isn't it? Because obviously golfers yeah. struggle with pressure. One thing I think would be really interesting to talk about, we talked about this earlier on, mm. is that one of the things that golfers say to us all the time, and I know the listeners will, be, will relate to this, is they go, I was hitting it so good on the driving range. Like, yeah. I'm hitting it so good in practice. And then... I got on the golf course and it was terrible. Yeah. Now you talked about a story which I think is 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 perfect for this. You talked about sparring. Yeah. And you said before a fight you'd have your sparring. Yeah. But you would. Well, tell the story actually because I thought it, I thought it was amazing because you you wanted the you wanted your sparring to basically replicate the fight. Replicate the fight. Just of talk course. about that for us. So the sparring was I I draft the sparring partners in some of the best fights in the world and I paid them enormous amounts of money. But when they get there, sometimes they have a mentality of. Well, I'm here to spar. Uh, me, me, me. Fee is me fee. I'll get through the rounds and I'll do what I'm doing. So you just put a thousand pound cash. There's a thousand pound cash. You can put me down. Take the cash with you on your way. Uh, thankfully, <laughs> no one got the thousand pound. But let me tell you that incentivize fighters, and that's what you need to do. Inc incentivize yourself. Did that change your? Way of thinking as well, knowing that they were. They want to hear you. They were just like, okay, right, this feels more real. I'm under more pressure because they want to go for it now. Of course. And then also, when you become a world champion, every sparring partner who turns up, that's an incentive to them as well. They want to go in the gym and so just beat up Tony Bell, you're the world champion. And don't get me wrong, some days that happened. Because some days I would just have a bad day. You know, I might have been making weight this week. I might have 
I might be tired. Rachel might have been down here all week. It happens, you know, we've all got wives, we've all got missus, we've all got kids. I might have just, might not be my week. It's life. You've got to deal with it. Just get on with it. Uh, and then I would be paying a guy £500 a day, come in and beat me up. Paying someone to beat me up, literally. <laughs> so these things happen in boxing gyms. Uh, and, and, and you'll be thinking, well, mentally, how did that affect you? Once they once the finish and I go back to the hotel, the day's done, boom, wipe it off, go again the next day, yeah. fresh mind. That's what you've got to do, you've got to get out the next day, it's a new day. I'm not thinking about what went on yesterday because all is what thinking about what went on yesterday is a negative. And the last thing you need in your mind when you're going to a fresh day with fresh challenges is, is anything negative. And I know that's so much more easier said than done. It's not easy to do that, but that is the trick, guys, to be stay positive all the time. It takes practice. Yes, it, it does. I, I have bad days now. Yeah. I wake up some days and I'm fed up. You know, I have bad thoughts, and but you've got to combat them as best as you possibly mm -hmm. can and stay as positive as possible. A positive person will lead a much happier lifestyle, yeah. and I'm sure a positive person will be much better out there on the golf course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And we, we talked about it coming up the 18th here at West Langs about mm -hmm. that, you know. Boxers are actually pretty good poker face, pretty good liars, yes. because you almost have to the talk yourself, liars. the best liars, you almost have to talk yourself into being mm. better than you are. Yes, the many a time, it's very, very rare a boxer will go into a contest and he's 100% genuinely. You know, I've gone into it, I've had over 80 fights in my whole life, and only on a handful of occasions have I gone into that ring perfect mm. out of 80 fights. But yeah, you see me at every press conference saying, I'm in the best shape of my life, <laughs> I physically feel great. L but literally, the little devil on my shoulders going, listen mate, you've got a cracked rib, you've got a, you've got an half cracked nose, you've had headaches for two weeks, uh, and, and you've been passing ketones in your urine for the last two weeks and the medical man's on that with you. But yet I'm standing in front of this fella saying, I'm in the best shape of my life. <laughs> I'm going down 10 bells out of you. <laughs> so, boxers are great liars, but... Uh, you do whatever it takes to... And, and literally, you was, I was lying to myself. Mm. And, and if you keep doing it enough... Yeah, yeah. start to believe it. Yeah. It, it sinks in. And you, many a time... I remember walking the ring against the Longo Macabre for the world title of Goodison, and I had a detached floating rib. I was staying in a hyperbaric chamber uh, five day, five mornings of the week for, for two hours a morning. Just breathe 100% oxygen at 6,000 beneath, beneath sea level. Uh, and it was just, and I remember getting the press conference going, I'm gonna knock you out, I'm gonna be world champion. And, and how I even thought I could possibly, <laughs> every time I twitched to me left, I was in enormous amounts of pain. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, that's what you do. It's amazing that you You've carried just, on and did it. Yeah, it, it is. It, but, Everyone out there has got problems and their own things. I'm yeah. no one special, like I've said before. I'm the same as everybody who's watching mm -hmm. this. I'm the same as you guys. It's just you've got to believe in yourself and have that passion a bit more. And, and I say you can, anyone can achieve whatever they want. I say within the, within the realms of reality, you can achieve anything you really can because all the sports. I used to be someone who used to go look up to footballers so much. And upon meeting them, I, I've, I've realised and upon spending loads of time with them, not special as footballer. Just exactly. human beings. It's exactly the same as me. What makes him tick makes me tick. He likes pizza, he likes steak, but you know what? He, he, he refrains from eating them because it's not good for his diet or he yeah, wants to yeah. be a better athlete or certain things you can and can't do. But the, 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 at the end of the day, they've all got two arms, two legs. They're all just a person and no one's better than anyone else. Your job does not define who you are. Yeah, it really I think, doesn't. I think the viewers and the listeners, and, and I think a lot of people will look at 
people like yourself and footballers and, and, and whatever and, and look at those guys as, and I've done it in the past, you look at them and you think, God, they're talented. Yeah. And, you know, talent gets thrown around, but the more I look at it and the more I'm surrounded by people like yourself and mm -hmm. some of the best players in the world, I look at them and go, well, their talent is, first of all, they believe they can do something special yes. with their lives, and their other talent is they're going to bust their ass, they're going to work so never hard to get it, that's mm. th and that's, that's their talent. They but, never give up. But most of the people look at them and think, well, they're talented, they're gifted, they've mm. been given some special talent Power. that's enabled them yeah. to yeah. do yeah. this. That's what it is, people yeah. literally come to, the to me in the street and I go, you, you think I'm something I'm not? Honest, I promise you, I'm just the same, like, no, you're not. And I'm like, I'm telling you, I am. There's no superhuman powers about any of us here. We've just worked really hard. Mm. And you've worked this on your game. This is, this is really the difference. Isn't and it? instead of when you've hit a bad shot, you've gone, I've had enough, and somebody closed in the sky and walked mm. off, you've gone, I'm annoyed, I'm angry, but you know what, I'm going to stick with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, had, I had two good holes for out there. Mm. And on the last one, I had three bad shots on the run, three bad drives, and I'm like, I want to break this club. <laughs> but then another part of me goes, do you know what? I'm gonna. It is annoying me, but I'm gonna stick with it, and, mm -hmm. I, and I'm gonna hit one in the end. I didn't hit a one on that one, to be fair. But you just—it's about perseverance, it sticking is. with things, and then ultimately believing actually what you're doing. Because mm -hmm. if you don't believe in what you're doing, you, you're gonna quit yeah. at some stage. You're gonna quit, and you've got to believe, and you're gonna really want to do it. So. Yeah, like I say, nothing comes easy in sport, no. in life, or whatever it is. So, and you guys are testament to that. Thank you. With what you've put Thank in you. and what you're doing, and and also, what's a great thing is as well as what you're actually good at doing, which uh, one of the hardest things to do. I I couldn't do it. I keep earning have to be a boxing trainer and coach people. I can't do that. I mean, I'd want to strangle the life out of somebody. <laughs> don't turn up. Or I used to do everything at 110. percent If you guys have got an amazing thing that you, you're able to teach and put it into layman's terms, because I know people say, golf, for me, golf's a very complicated sport. There's so many things that you've got to take on board, whether it's the weather, whether it's the type of equipment you're using, whether it's certain moves on certain days, or your wrist moves, there's so many things to take on board. It's not just some fella turning up with a stick and going, right, just whack that ball. Because that's what a lot of people think, especially in the place that I'm from. Uh, it's just a fella with a stick hitting the ball, and it's not, there's, there's so much involved. I learned also about Formula One. You know, Formula One, I used to, I never paid attention to Formula One as a kid growing up because to me it was the rich man's sport. But Formula One, don't get me wrong, got to be wealthy to get involved in it, but anyone can drive a go-kart. If you show experience, if you show extreme good, extremely good skills driving a go-kart, I'm sure they could cross over and keep keep progressing and keep working. Uh, 400 men dealing with two drives and two cars, it's unbelievable the amount of work that goes into it and the amount of things that people are doing. You know, this guy's driving at 200 mile an hour and he's using a computer on a steering wheel like it's a, like it's a PlayStation. <laughs> I, I couldn't even fathom how much work and effort goes into it. This guy can close his eyes and the, the steering wheel has got like 25 different knobs on it, another 30 buttons on it. It's unbelievable what it does. You guys are dealing with so many different things to line up to hit the ball, different shots, sand, the different feel of the floor, there's just so many things. And as I say, them things weren't given to you. No, it's all hard work. You've had to work yeah. on all of them attributes. And so people out there shouldn't think that, oh, he just got a gift. These two are just really mm -hmm. good teachers. And they'd be, no, I've had to work That's with it. Work. I can imagine you've worked with some absolute plonkers as well, who just go, you're wrong, you're wrong, this and that. Uh, the reason I couldn't be a teacher, to be honest. Yeah. It's just about, I'm sure. But it's just, like I say, no one, no one gives you nothing for nothing mm -hmm. in this world. And no one just wakes up and they're extremely, they have a God-given talent. No one wakes up out of bed on the bone and is, is given 
Lionel Messi did not wake up and go, you know what, son, you are going to be the greatest man who ever dribbles a ball. That it just didn't work like that. He just worked insanely hard yeah. day after day, week after week, and that's why he is where he and is. And he'd have been told no a lot as well, especially oh, with his height. Mate, he, was told like he, was, he was told he was too small to be a footballer. Yeah, yeah. Glasgow Rangers said they didn't want to loan him because he was too small for the Scottish yeah, League. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite funny when you say that loud, isn't it? It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but this is, this is football. It's what drives people. This is the world. Indeed. So, I mean, look, we have no idea about technique in boxing, but we know yeah. that there are technically better boxers than others, and it's yes. something that you work hard at. We obviously, we work very hard at it in golf. Mm-hmm. But maybe something that happens in golf is that when people work really hard at their technique when they're practicing, they take that into, into the golf course. So when you were fighting and you were working at technique and maybe yeah. some changes, would you ever take that into a fight? Or of would course. you would you well, how would you cope with that though? You would work on drills and you would work on certain specific procedures, uh, game plans that involve certain moves and maneuvers of maneuvering an opponent. Uh, going into the David Hay rematch, I wanted to make sure he constantly put his weight on his right leg, so I kept taking him to his right all the time. And I just kept going to my left, going to his right, and making sure uh, with the, with the, when you face a southpaw, his, his left hand is his danger hand. So you know you want to stay on the outside of his right hand because you want to make him come across himself. There's so many different aspects you so do. You have to work differently. For oh, the of fighter. course, for every fighter you've got a different game plan, mm-hmm. and you have to don't have you know a. <clears throat> you have to have A, B, and C going into that fight. You can't just expect going to the game plan. Go right. I've got this game plan. It's gonna work. Well, it mm-hmm. might not because he's been studying you two, and anyone at, at that level can figure it out people you know you just get to a stage and, and a level in your career where everyone when you get to that level everyone's world class yeah it's not like I said what amazes me with the likes of Vasily Lomachenko in the boxing world is this guy is is elite level real elite level and I say he's elite level why because he makes other world champions look like clowns mm. He's a guy richer, and then he, all of a sudden he's behind you, slapping you on the ass. <laughs> and that's how good he is, that's what he can do. And that's just down to pure, sheer, amazing footwork and talent and ability, and years of working on that actual feet, on them feet and stuff like that. So And the Matrix. He's <laughs> and it also helps when Neo's your uncle out the Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it, as I say, it's tactics and, and doing different things. Is it, it happens in all sports, you know, I've seen Lewis Hamilton in Monaco, and the Formula One guys were telling me that Verstappen's car is actually faster than Lewis Hamilton's, but then Hamilton has the best car because his car does more efficient things at the times he needs it. Yeah. It's the way the word, it, the actual driver on that day won the better race because I was told, and I'm only new to this, there's very, over, there's very, very little chance to overtake on Monaco's yeah, course, Monaco's yes, circuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as Verstappen was coming round and his car was faster, he didn't actually get to get to jam in and get ahead of him, but. It's uh, as we seen just last week in Silverstone that, that you know Hamilton then, where the straights are better, he he prevails again. So yes, he does have the better car, but he also has to be tactically aware of what the other guys are doing out there. Mm-hmm. And it's soft tyres, short tyres. I'm sure, you know, if, if we're 200 yards from the pin here, and you know you'll have one guy with a three iron, and you'll have another guy a little with a five iron, because mm-hmm. you'll go, you know, I want to roll onto that green, the other guy will want to land directly course, on yeah, the green. Different heights, yeah. different flights, of absolutely, course. Yeah. And then you know. There's so many different ways you'd have to approach things, and mm-hmm. I say you guys will know that. I mean, I wish I knew how long it would get with, this, with an iron to get 200 yards. I don't even know if an iron can go 200 yards. I don't think it can. It can. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's gonna happen. Go. See, with the new grip and the wrist cock, it's happening. <laughs> See, there you go. Probably 220. <laughs> <laughs> 
Easy. Well, you guys know the equipment <laughs> that he's used. So, uh, as I say, uh, like I say, I've got all the gear. I've just got very little idea at this stage, but you guys are going to help with that. Exactly. Help with that. So one of the things that people struggle with in golf is that they struggle when it goes wrong, because it goes wrong a lot. Yes. You know, we're out there for 18 holes, a lot of shots, yeah. and it doesn't always go our way. How, how do you think you're going to be able to deal with that? And how have you, how have you coped with that in your career? So how, do, how can you, have you coped with it in your career? Yeah. And how do you think you can bring that onto the golf course? Well, I think I'm, I'm struggling to cope with it on the golf course. When it goes great, and it's going great, it's fantastic. When it goes bad, it goes really bad. Uh, you should have got a punch bag that he just dragged aside until you had shot. He's starting yeah, Don't it. get me wrong, in the, in the boxing world, yes, it's happened. Uh, I've been in fights where I've knocked a guy down twice in the first three rounds, then he's hit me with a punch with his eyes closed and opened a three-inch gash above my head, which I showed you guys before. You saw that was, that and then was after pretty box, special. And the next nine rounds, with blood pouring down my face and, and if he hits that punt that same spot again the fight's going to be stopped mm -hmm. and I've lost so it's just having that mental toughness that mental fortitude to say right he's not going to do that I'm not going to do this I suppose on a golf course you could have the you could go on there and say right if I go left here I'm, I'm out of bounds or I'm in the rough or whatever you've got to have the mental fortitude to go I'm not going left I'm going to go right and it's all easier said than done yeah. as you know but it's having that that mental stability and the belief in yourself that you won't do it mm. or that you can do it. As I said, a huge part of this game and my game is mental belief. And you were talking about when you when you got knocked down before, you know, mm. I suppose the equivalent to uh, the average golfer mm. is they, they make an eight down the first, they, they've been knocked down in the first round. How yeah. do they, how do you get up from being knocked down in the first round? How you get up is you, you get up, on? you regroup. Immediately upon getting off the floor, you regroup, you analyse the situation, what's our fighting, what are we fighting, what, what have I got to do next? And then gradually, slowly but surely, you work your way back. It's the only way you do it. You, know, you can only look forward. As yes. Right. You, you can, can only go, what no, have I got to do there next? There is now. no point in getting up off that floor and going, oh, what did he knock me exactly, down with? Yeah. It doesn't matter, it's gone. Mm. I don't care. What, you know, there's no point in going, because you get fighting corners, you get knocked down. What did he knock me down with? Well, the only way it's going to do you good to look back is to say, well, I'm not going to get caught with that punch again. Yeah. Best thing you do is keep him at range. If he's at range, you can't get a full stop, never mind what he knocked you down with. So for, for the player who's, you know, He's hit the eight on the first hole. As I, I'm not, I think one of the players you're talking about. Rory did, yeah. Rory's done that today. He's hit an eight. He comes back to his caddy, and I'm not sure what the position is with the caddy. Is he a mentor? Is he a trainer? Is he a fair? It just he, depends on again the relationship. The relationship. Yeah. So he goes back to the caddy, and the caddy, I'm sure, will be able to say to him, "Listen, that's what went wrong. You know, you know where you've gone wrong. I'm sure. Listen, the minute he hits the shot, he knows where he's gone wrong yeah, immediately. Yeah, himself. Does, yeah. He's that good, and he's that yeah. high level. He knows what he's done wrong. So he will then divert to whatever it is that gets him back into sync yes. and and once again that's down to his own personal mental fortitude he hasn't got where he's got by by continuing to make mistake after mistake I'm sure even now he's had a better score already yeah but he's, he's yeah, making yeah, things yeah. right but we all have setbacks we all have ups and downs it's how you bounce back yeah everyone's great when you're on top and you're winning everything let's see how strong you mentally yeah. are and that's very rare in golf right. when that happens by the way yeah. it's very rare that you go I've had the perfect round of golf today. Everything's gone yeah. exactly how I wanted to. And we play with golfers, and they might have had an eight down the first. And some of them are still talking about the first hole on the fifth hole. Yes. And you're going, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. You know, Get it all you can mind. do is just now focus on what you are. And I suppose the stakes are different. They're not getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 totally. Different. But it's the same mindset, isn't it? Of course. Same You've mindset. got to be able to just wipe the slate clean. Yes. Go on to the next hole. Do what you can. There's no point in looking back at all. And. Uh, 
because it, it's not going to help you. Don't get me wrong. If you, I, th I think a lot of people know when you've made the wrong shot. I mean, you know what you've done wrong. You lifted your head up too soon. You took your eye off the ball. You know you're looking fly. Whatever it is, but just have it in your mind. Right, that's gone. It's gone now. Doesn't I can't change what's gone on. You can't go back in time. Fortunately. Doc out of, out of, out of <laughs> Back to the, the Future, future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's not here with his car, so we can't go we're back. We're showing our eyes because we're all laughing at that. The younger ones, we're not talking about it. I think it was Marty and Doc. <laughs> Marty and Doc. You can't go back, so uh, when you can, let me know. Yeah. That's a couple of things I'd like to change in my life, but uh, we can't go back, so you've just got to wipe the sleep clean, crack on. And you know, fingers crossed, it goes well the rest of the round yeah. for you. So, uh, so he would be a good coach, though. The things that you're saying, because yeah. we say it all the time, is you know, if, if you've got a junior who's having a head off, because they've look, unless you've got a time machine, you've yeah. got to deal with it. You've got to do yes. something. You've got to, you've got to think about the next shot. And Tiger Woods, I'll, I'll tell you this one actually. Tiger Woods has got a few uh, skills on this, but he'd have something called a ten-yard line. Mm -hmm. So what would happen is if he hit a bad shot and he was moaning about it, his caddy would allow him. They'd be, they can walk ten yards, but his caddy at the time, Steve Williams, if he felt he was still moaning or he was still carrying that shot forward he put the bag down on the floor and he just stand there looking down the fairway waiting for tiger to that and then and almost like tiger would switch then as a result of wow. seeing the caddy there with the bag and probably almost have a smile on his face yeah. oh i'm doing it again okay whatever and and then but he was the one of the best guys he if he was a boxer he'd be the guy get knocked down get back up and knock the other guy down yes he would have a bird he'd have a triple bogey then he'd come back with a birdie and another yeah. birdie and he was, capable he was able that. to switch yeah, yeah. Back to the positive, the positive what to do next, mm. not why Can't did I why did I hit out of bounds? Did I turn my hands there a bit too much or I'm so angry because I did it? That is so rare in all sports. That's rare in life. Of course it is, of course Never it is. Never mind sport, that's yeah, yeah. Anyone who can switch in a negative to a positive immediately yeah. like that, he's got a gift. It's a great skill. Yeah. It is. And, and, and you can do it, it just takes training, doesn't it? You can do it because you've, you've just got to be mentally accustomed to thinking that I am going to make mistakes. Mm. You, we're all going to make it's mistakes. Inevitable. It's inevitable. Of course it's inevitable. Nobody in life is perfect. That's, mm. just, that's a fact of life. Yeah. And we all have to learn to adapt our ways and what we're going to do next. And if that's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's no coincidence why Tiger Woods is where he is. One of them, that is probably the probably strongest part of his game. To yep. be able to just make the mistake and switch it round and go back yeah, to normal yeah. as it is. Bounce back ability. Yeah, yeah. Got it. it is a fantastic sure. thing to have. So let's talk about your golf now then. So it'd be great to be out there on the golf course mm, with you. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, you, did, you did brilliant as well. It was really good to see. What? What? How good do you want to be then? I want to just be... She wants to win Eddie Earns. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I like how he just uses that motivation all yeah. the time, Pierce. There's a goal there again, isn't there? I just want to... I, I want to get to where they turn up and guys go, we can play him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and I don't know what score that means you get to. I don't know where you'd have to be for that, but that's all I want to get to. It. Oh, excuse me. It must have been a long day. That's, no, the great it thing about, that's, a, that's the great thing about golf, though, is that once you get to a certain point where you've got a handicap, whether it's 18 or 20 or yeah. whatever it might be, it means that you can go out there with your mates and he might be off six or yeah. 10 or whatever, but it means you're competing. I'm exactly, that's what I want. At the same level. So I don't know how level. I get a handicap yet. I don't even know how I would do it. You, I mean, normally what you do is you play three rounds of golf, okay. and then they average the scores, and then that becomes your handicap. Okay. So if you average 18 over par. Got to play, got to keep playing. You've got to make course. some time. The one thing we were saying, and I think his goal, will, his, his goal evaluation will change after the day as well, because I said to him, have you had a golfing lads holiday yet? 
to which he laughed and said, not yet. And I, and I said, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That that's a golfing the, goal. That's the, that's the experience that you need in your golfing life. Yeah, I yeah. just need it not to, I not need in to turn into a golf and not a lad. I'm not don't go to golf and lads holiday. I just need it to be, have you been playing golf with the lads? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need the golf with the lads. What? Do you know what? The, 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 only, the only round that matters is the first one. <laughs> because okay. the, the, the three after that, yeah. the, the next three, it's as soon as you've had a night, in Marbella, it's done. Oh yeah, I'm not going there. It's definitely, done. Definitely. <laughs> it's done. But you know, it's it's, a, it's amazing that you know that this game for you now is going to offer you something similar to boxing, but yeah. often but 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 different as well. In that, you know, you get to play amazing golf courses mm. with your friends. Yes. You know, you know when you when you're in a ring with someone, you know, you, it's but not your friend. Your in fact, it's 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 your, it's your worst enemy in of that course. in that instance. But actually, getting to enjoy something out here with your friends but also then having that competitive nature of, look, I want to do well. It's given me the Elisa life where I can go, I'm competing with myself again. Yes. And I'm not That's having good. to turn up because my hands are smashed to bits. I can't keep punching yeah, things yeah, or yeah. people. Uh, so I just get to, I'm going somewhere and it's like, I'm get, I've got to get better, Sam. What have I got to do to get better? Well, I've got to, I go to the driving range and I try and, Chip it on, or I try and to be honest, I try and clean the driving range. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he <laughs> never practices yeah. chipping, he's told us that. He's just a driver. So I, I have done it a few times, <laughs> but uh, I, I try and clean the driving range a few times with the driver. Then it's about, you know, I want to chip it onto the 150, you know, with a seven or with a yeah. winner. And or, you know, I you get me picture out and I want to try and put it in one of the buckets, and it never goes in the bloody bucket. But you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm just, I'm giving myself goals and targets, and that's what keeps me, keeps me interested that and wants me to keep yeah. pushing on the sport because like I said I really do love it it's an yeah. amazing sport uh, it's very underrated mm. you know like from where I'm from no one's played golf it's probably a stigma attached to golf though isn't it there's, there's yeah. a sort of um, like Formula One stereotype yeah. isn't yeah. it like exactly very similar to Formula One like mm. I couldn't afford a set of golf clubs when I was a kid growing up uh, and I never watched Formula One growing up why because it was stigmatised as a rich man's sport when in actual fact they're not neither of them are mm. the sports that Okay, it costs money to go and play them, yeah. but you know, once you get a set of clubs, who's stopping you from just going round to your local park? Exactly. Of course, exactly. And chipping and chipping on, and yeah. then once that's done, who's stopping you going to your local nine hole? Yeah. Uh, I'm walking on when the lights goes down. <laughs> <laughs> we've all done that, boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, but when when they when the when the golf park closed because it's light now till nine ten o'clock at night, yeah, and, yeah. and the place is usually closed for yeah. whatever time. Go on in and chip a few holes on, do whatever. Yeah. Because no, no, listen, I'm, I'm talking to people who out there who haven't got a few quid, who, who yeah, are literally on the backs and, and haven't got it, want to just play a little bit of golf. It, it's possible for everyone to do it. This. It really this. is, and it's an amazing game. You get so much enjoyment out of it. I, I shock myself by how much I, I just enjoying it and getting out with the lads, having a laugh. But then ultimately, I go the nine or, or I'll go. I chip and put it on my own, and, and I have a great time. My missus doesn't believe me. As I said, my missus told me before, golf, mm. as I said, love, like I've seen a few wives playing golf and stuff like that. And she said to me, yeah, women playing golf, that's for men who don't trust the us. That's for women who don't trust the us. <laughs> and I said, well, you don't come at me. Do you not trust me? And she went, I just couldn't care less. I'm past it. <laughs> you go play every day. Yeah, that's, what 18, day. that's what 18 years of where the woman does to you. So, and three kids later. But it's, it's just, everyone can play a bit of golf. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. I said, the, the, the old guys who come on after us, he barely lifted it back of his thing and there's me thinking I'm whoever I am trying to bring it back and I'm trying to do the correct things. This guy just went pop and he just popped it and he has a perfect really shot. shot yeah, really yeah. good shot, yeah. So it's, anyone can do it. Do you know the, the, the thing for me is though that I, we always look at reactions of golfers when they hit golf shots. So mm. when they hit bad shots and when they hit good shots and when you're hitting your good shots, mm. you can see your face yeah. 
and it's like you it, it never can compare to being a, a good but you look at it and then it's like you've got joy on your face yes. because you've just achieved something which is difficult yes but you have done it I and got that so much pleasure out of it that first shot I, I still i still can't believe i hit it i genuinely can't believe the camera's I honest it was the first tee shot it's and we hooked ours as well yeah we didn't yeah. hit the fairway, we had bad we ones and the you fairway. Hit the fairway. i cannot believe i hit that first shot so when i hit it i was like I don't know what's happening, <laughs> what's but it, it's worked. Amazing. So uh, yeah, I, I can't complain. I, I mean, I'm very happy with how it's gone. Uh, I say that last hole will wind me up a little bit, but I'll, I'll try my Tiger Woods psyche. It's gone. It's gone. So it's gone. What hole? I say, I'll work on it. One hole's gone. Next to the next one, I've got a golf tournament tomorrow. Brilliant. So uh, this is coming great timing. Yeah, perfect. So perfect. tomorrow I will, uh, I will look forward to that and hopefully. I hit more good than I do bad. So if yeah. you if you if you play well tomorrow, it's because of us. If you play bad, oh, it was something else. It wasn't yeah. anything to do with us. I mean, if it, <laughs> just in case. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I know where you live now. Why, guys, why, so why, why am I sitting in the middle? Of <laughs> so hopefully it goes all right tomorrow. The my goal is to. I've still I've still never got a birdie. Okay. I'd love to get a birdie. Get a, get a birdie. There we go. You were close today, to be fair, on the path, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's one. just, I just scuffed the bottom of the because I was in a little bit of a ditch. Yeah, and yeah, it was normal grass. Almost. It wasn't, yeah, but fingers crossed I can get there in the end, yeah. as I say. It's, uh, it, it can be a really brilliant rewarding game, but it can be so frustrating at times. Yeah. But that's only if you let it. Exactly. You've got to, uh, as I say, have that positive mindset when you're on a golf course all the time. But it's time to have that positive mindset in life, full stop. Never yeah. mind just the golf course. And we all struggle with that day to day. No one is here. No one is perfect and no one has a positive mind all the time. No. You've just got to try and do it most do of the best. time. Do your best. Yes. Okay, a couple more questions then, just okay. before we finish off. Uh, what do you believe is your superpower? <sighs> Me timing of punching people in the face. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good, isn't it? I just think everybody said I've been, I've been given, I've been God blessed with God given power. I don't believe that at all. When I put I, I, those machines out there, don't get me wrong. When I hit up one of them punch machines, they're really good. But at Silverstone on the on the uh, in the woodlands, uh, at the punch machine, I my right hand's a bit battered. But a normal civilian guy just got up on the stage and I had to just punch it. Didn't want to do it, but I tapped that he hit it, and he looked at me and he went, "Hey, you got beat on the punch machine." So I thought, "Okay, though." Like you know, I said, "Let's hit it again." So again, so <laughs> the fella gives him another big belt. He gets better than his last score. He's like, ah, who's there? So I said, you know what, mate? I took my watch off. And I said, I'll let it with my left hand. Let's just see what happens. Just went, boom, hit this thing with the left hook. Bink, it just, it's the timing. Yeah. So that's the gift I was given in life. I really genuinely believe that. I've got fantastic timing with, with the way I punch. And that's the reason. I don't believe I'm the strongest, biggest puncher in the world. I don't get me wrong, I can really punch hard. But it was the timing of when I would deliver them punches. That, that was my gift. Yeah, I know we don't see. I'm going to add in one another gift that he might. Well, I'm sure he knows it is. But from from listening to you all day today, I know how hard you've worked. Oh, and I would say that is 100% one of your superpowers. The the, Thank the, you. the 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 drive and the commitment and the work ethic of just doing everything to the best. That's a good superpower. I, I, I love yeah. the fact that you, you know you can look back now and go, well, I don't think I could have done much. I better. couldn't have. I, could, I, I genuinely I I gave everything. Hand on heart, I gave boxing everything I could mm. have. You know, don't get me wrong. I, I hear the thing, Bellew's lucky. He's there, mate. I no went chance. so so. I'd give it everything in the gym. Yeah. Every mm. day with Dave in the gym. Every day with Mick in the gym. I would give them everything I had. I would literally work until I was spewing up. Many a time in the gym, I've spewed up in front of them in the bucket in the, in the corner. Many a time I've been on treadmills and spewed up in front of me standing conditioning coach Dave Billows. Many a time. 
and you know, saying you don't need to push it this much. Like I go to the gym now, I lift weights with the same strength and condition, go three times a week, and I do cardio after it, and I get on the roll machine, and they all just look at me here. He goes, "Oh, he's off." He can't <laughs> stop. Like I, I keep. Dave says to me, "You don't need to get, you know, three hundred meters in a minute every time." And I'm like, "No, but I do." And he said, "No, you come here to take over now. You, you, you've retired. You, you're not." And I said, "No, no, I have to get the three hundred meters every go." So my record was. 370 or 86 meters in a wow. minute that's, that's and I was flying on it and I was like I swear I nearly had a heart attack when I finished he went, why are you doing this and I was like because if I do it harder that means I'm, I'm only going to benefit from it but it's just I've got some strange mechanism in my mind which I wish I could close off sometimes but I can't yeah it's got you to where you are I always want to push it mate I always want to push it and in my career I pushed everything so I genuinely and on not say when I look back at my career I achieved everything and more. Mm. Me, me wildest dreams came true. So I brilliant. And I worked extremely hard to tremendous. It's inspiring for us to listen to and for, for the viewers really and, and the listeners really as well. So it's Thank been you. awesome. It's been awesome. So we go with the last question, Dream Four Ball? Yeah, Dream Four Ball. So you get to play golf with three other guys or girls. Okay. Who would they be? Anybody anybody, dead or alive, or it could be sports stars, it could be family. Oh, okay, so they could be anyone. anyone. Anybody. Wow. Dream Four Ball. Muhammad Ali is definitely the first name on the mm-hmm. list. The greatest so you, man to So you're Marbella playing with these yeah. guys as well, don't forget. Okay. Yeah, Muhammad Ali. Oh, it's a lad's holiday now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, definitely Muhammad Ali, the greatest fighter that's ever lived. I don't think he's the greatest boxer to ever lived. I think he's the greatest human being to ever put on a pair of gloves, what yeah. he stood for. He was, he'd ideally be my first one. Got yeah. to be David Hayden. <laughs> <laughs> I'm David trying Hayden. to think of him. Yeah. <laughs> Since I'm playing golf, you know I have to put Tiger Woods for me the greatest golfer of all yeah, time. Yeah. So I'd have to. I'd two, love to two great, both, yeah. great, great blokes to have in the. Football. Muhammad Ali, Tiger Woods. Uh, third one's got to be special. It's tough. Iconic people. Denzel Washington. Denzel nice. Washington. That's a, that's a great four ball. Denzel. Uh, do I get to pick one more or am I playing with them? You're playing, yeah, with, you're them. playing with them. But you get to you can get one more, you've okay. got a five ball. Okay. That's uh, fine, we can do that. Me last but not least. I'm trying to think of someone. I, I, I don't have many heroes or icons and I've met a few of them. Like one of the people I, I admired growing up was Mike Tyson. Okay. So I had dinner with Mike many years ago and uh, Asked him for advice. I'm not going to tell you the advice he gave me. Well, I will tell you. The advice he gave me was, which you're not going to put out live, was stay away from hose and cocaine. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, Mike. Good, good, good advice, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he failed. He failed on that one, I think, yeah. Uh, they'd be the three. The fourth one. Someone who's single handed. I admire people who've done things to change the world. and and how it's done. Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa. She'd be good on that 10 yard roll, wouldn't she? <laughs> <laughs> she'd be doing it. She'd put that back down. I don't, I just. Amazing. I, I just don't. Someone who's changed the world and been uh, just a nice person. Because yeah. there's very few. I could name loads of good sportsmen who I admire. Mm. Uh, but it wouldn't be the same. I'll keep the three ball and I get to meet them three people. Be nice. Denzel. Uh, He's cool, he is. He's cool. Denzel would be yeah, cool. Yeah. Amazing actor, mate. Mm. And as I say, I can never 
walk past Muhammad Ali and Tiger Woods was just unbelievable. Really cool, isn't it? I'd love to meet him. Yeah. I can you get a bit that's of banter good, going as well? That's a good conversation. I don't know. He doesn't seem the type to be. Yeah, no, yeah, no, he's I good. I think yeah. he would be. So he's got banter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's got some banter. Because I wouldn't, I don't associate golfers with banter no, because you don't even see it, do you? they're not in a group environment so you're they're not playing sport. our four ball on a Saturday <laughs> yeah. yeah you're playing on your own a lot don't get me wrong when me and my mates go there's banter all over yeah, but yeah. we just we've not just oh they, yeah, get, yeah. They, they, they give it as well yeah, it's that's good. good it is good yeah, yeah, yeah. oh that, that makes it it's a lot just better the, it's yeah, just yeah. the right group you need so, to be yeah as long as I don't get that group tomorrow in the storm because <laughs> <laughs> no one seems to have banter with me I yeah. turn up and it's like I could have a bad shot it's like oh Tone the next one will be better everyone's it wasn't that bad yeah but no one ever laughs at me yeah. I'm not going to attack you. I'm <laughs> not going to do anything else to the ordinary. You're done with that now, yeah? Yeah, I'm done with that. <laughs> I've hung my gloves up, so thank awesome. you very much. Tony, yeah, really appreciate your time. It's been really good to play with you today pleasure. and get to know you and, and sort of listen to a world champion and hopefully the viewers and the listeners have got some great stuff to well, listen. Thank I you. I've I think watched. Sorry, I've watched them watch you that many times on Instagram <laughs> thinking how do you do them amazing things you do with sticks on your arms and <laughs> the way you do it. So today's been an eye-opener. Thank you for having me. Uh, all I can say is don't miss it. Tune in and any keen golfers out there you want to learn how to improve your game of golf or improve whatever you're doing, watch these two guys. The marketing trailer That's has just happened. <laughs> what I would say as well that's impressed me about, about Tony today is that just how kind and, and, and grace, gracious to all the people around. People, a lot of people oh, are asking for fo photos and selfies. Every and single one. A lot of people say you should never meet your heroes because you'll be disappointed. Oh. But if you met Tony, you 100% wouldn't be disappointed. So. I'm no one special, mate. I told them that when I meet them. I don't. I can't, I can't grasp why they'd want to photo with me. But it's to them, mad. you are though. To them, you are, and that's uh, very you're giving it back. You're giving it back. Thank you very Cheers, much. Tony. Thanks for Thanks having me. Thanks very much. So we hope you enjoyed the podcast and it provided some value to you. Now, if it did, then please share it with a friend. If there's somebody out there who you think this will help, then please share it with them. Our mission at Me and My Golf is to help as many golfers as we can. Now, one of the questions that we get asked all the time is how can we get online coaching from YouTube? Well, we built an amazing platform that basically encompasses our coaching philosophy. So what we believe as, as coaches is that we're all unique, we're all different. So what we built is a platform that enables you to find exactly what works for you. We've got several coaching plans on there that where me and Pierce actually coach you week by week, telling you exactly what to practice and really helps you understand your game and reach your goals a little bit easier and there's a shot fixer section on there which really helps you pinpoint some of the faults that you're doing along with an extensive video library with loads of videos and also some articles on there to help your game so it really is a an amazing platform where you can learn find out about your game and really enjoy and be a part of a community where already thousands of people are enjoying it and seeing the results as well so if you want to take a look and it feels right for you then head over to meandmygolf.com you can actually have a seven-day free trial to check it out. We know you're going to love it. We're on there every day speaking to our members. So head over there now, and we'll see you on the next podcast.